Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 10th of February. India reported over 67,084 new COVID-19 cases and 1,214 related fatalities in the last 24 hours, which takes the country's total death toll to over 5,6000, according to the Union Health Ministry. The positivity rate has dropped marginally since yesterday with the active caseload at over 7,90,000 in the country. So far, India has administered over 171 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which more than 46 lakh doses were given in the last 24 hours. The Associated Press reported that as per the World Health Organization's weekly epidemiological report, the case count fell by 17% this week, with a 50% decline in cases in the United States, while the death toll rose by 7%. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 402 million people and caused the death of over 5 million. Polling for phase 1 of the Uttar Pradesh Assembly elections began today. The first phase of the election covers 58 assembly seats in 11 districts of UP which include Muzaffarnagar, Meerut, Ghaziabad, Gautam Buddh Nagar, Bulandshahar, Aligarh and Agra. The election officials told PTI that more than 2 crore voters will cast votes in this phase with more than 623 candidates in the fray. Sugarcane farmers in the western belt of UP have expressed discontent with the present state administration over delayed payments of their dues and an increase in electricity bills. Western UP had served as the hotbed of the farmers' protest against the now repealed agricultural laws. In the 2017 election, BJP had won 53 out of the 58 seats in the region. As an election issue, the BJP has stated that the alleged exodus of Hindus from Kerala was on account of threats and extortion by criminal elements belonging to a particular community, thereby targeting the area's 50% Muslim population. However, an investigation by the National Human Rights Commission in 2016 had found that people were migrating from Kerala because of the area's deteriorating law and order situation. According to scroll.in there might be an effect of the Muzaffarpur riots of 2013 in the electoral turnout in Bagpat constituency as some jat farmers in the region have expressed their support for Lokdal and a discontent with the Samajwadi party on its handling of the violence The Uttar Pradesh Assembly elections will be held in a total of 7 phases and the results will be declared on 10th March Speaking of elections, our reporters are already on the ground in Punjab, Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand, Goa and Manipur and are bringing you the stories that explore the underbelly of the electoral process. You can find our video and ground reports under the tag Assembly Elections 2022 on our website newslaundry.com. Listeners, you can also donate to the NLCNA project to support our election coverage. While you're on the website, do read Prateek Goel's report on TMC's electoral strategies in Goa. The report is titled "Did IPAC and TMC Lure Goan Leaders with the Promise of Party Tickets?" Also, in case you missed it, News Laundry turned 10 years old this month. To celebrate this journey, we have commissioned two limited edition pieces of art by Manjul and Anish Tolagupu that showcase the team, both past and present, behind our work. The pieces will be up for auction on February 13th. You can check out the details on newslaundry.com/decadal-art-auction. It is with your support that we can bring you the stories that matter. Do consider subscribing and pay to keep news free. 
Our lowest subscription starts at only three hundred rupees a month. Today, the Allahabad High Court granted bail to Union Minister Ajay Mishra's son, Ashish Mishra, who had been named in the Lakhimpur Kheri violence that happened last year on October third. Mishra was arrested in the case on October ninth, twenty twenty one. Ashish Mishra had approached the Lucknow bench of the High Court after a lower court had rejected his bail. According to Live Law, senior advocate G D Chaturvedi, representing Mishra, stated in the High Court that Mishra was not driving the car that had allegedly rammed the protesters. He even stated that the post-mortem report did not show any injuries sustained by the victims due to firearms. Mishra's counsel also argued that there was no evidence to prove that he had given orders to mow down the farmers. On the other hand, the complainant's counsel, Jagjit Singh, claimed that the driver could not have rammed into the crowd of protesting farmers without orders from Mishra. However, Singh failed to provide substantial evidence to support his argument. The October third violence at Lakhimpur Kheri had claimed the lives of eight people, including four farmers, a journalist, a driver, and BJP workers. Today, the Reserve Bank of India has released a projected GDP growth of 7.8 percent for the financial year 2022-23. The repo rate, that is, the rate at which the central bank lends to its clients, generally against the government securities, remains unchanged at 4 percent. With the reverse repo rate, that is, the rate at which the RBI allows banks to deposit funds, is at 7.8 percent. This is the tenth consecutive time that the repo rate and the reverse repo rate have remained the same. The RBI Governor Shakti Kanta Das, in the press conference, commented on the growth of India among major economies. He said, and I quote: "India is poised to grow at the fastest pace year on year among major economies, as per projections by the International Monetary Fund. This recovery is supported by large-scale vaccination and sustained fiscal and monetary support." End quote. Furthermore, the RBI retained the projection for retail inflation rate for 2021-22 at 5.3 percent, thereby estimating that it would contract to 4.5 percent in the next fiscal year. The inflation rate is projected at 4.9 percent in the first quarter, 5 percent in the second quarter, 4 percent in the third, and 4.2 percent in the fourth quarter. The Karnataka High Court today adjourned the hearing of its hijab issue petition till February 14th. The court ordered students to not wear any cloth, whether hijab or saffron scarves, which could instigate people until the matter is resolved. Indian Express reported. On the other hand, the Supreme Court today declined to urgently list a plea seeking to transfer the petitions from the Karnataka High Court relating to the hijab row. A bench headed by Chief Justice N. V. Ramana said that the High Court should be allowed to continue with the hearing. To this, Kapil Sibal, who was representing the petitioners, said, and I quote: "The problem is that schools and colleges are closed. Girls are being stoned. It's spreading across the country." End quote. He further stated that they don't want any order and just the listing of the plea. In response, the CGI said that he will decide on it later. Congress MP Hanumantia and Nasser Hussain stated in the Rajya Sabha today that the hijab row shows a clear discrimination against Muslim girls. Over 200 students from Jawaharlal Nehru University extended their support to Muslim students in Karnataka. The Indian Express reported the students stated that prohibiting women from wearing hijab reflected the patriarchal and Islamophobic tendencies of the state and its institutions. They added that this was a violation of Article 25 of the Indian Constitution, which guarantees religious freedom. 
Protests began last month at the Government Girls PU College in Udupi when six students alleged that they had been barred from classes for insisting on wearing the headscarf. Amidst a growing trade spat with the Baltic nation and its western allies centered on Taiwan, China has now suspended the import of beef from Lithuania, as was stated by China's General Administration of Customs as reported by Indian Express. This decision was taken after Britain had expressed its support to the United States and Australia on Monday in backing an EU trade case against China at the World Trade Organization over Beijing's alleged trade curbs on Lithuania. The customs department has not given a reason for the suspension. There is generally a halt of import of meat if the exporting nation reports outbreak of diseases in livestock. However, Lithuania has not reported any animal disease to the World Organization for Animal Health. Meanwhile, Taiwan's foreign ministry condemned this move, calling it unilateral and an attempt at bullying, with Beijing trying to change Lithuania's foreign policy. Today, the ministry spokesperson, Joanne Wu, told reporters, and I quote, We firmly stand together with Lithuania, end quote. Taiwan has increased food imports from Lithuania to help ease the impact of China's curbs. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.